is very good afternoon. It's Niall Boyle and with you for the next hour or so. And uh, we want you to get involved in the show. Don't forget, at any stage you can, by texting or WhatsApping on 85 100 for Ireland's only fully interactive podcast daily between Monday to Thursday, 12 to 1 o'clock. We're the only ones that offer the opportunity to be on WhatsApp, phones, or indeed Zoom. As you know, we have Zoom guests on a regular basis. Don't forget, by the way, some of those Zoom guests and some of those interviews we do, we don't stream live every single day. And to see those or to listen to those, you must go to our website, and that's nileboylan.com. And for everybody, by the way, who signs up to register on our website for a paid subscription plan so you can watch those videos, every single day we give away one mug. Where's my mugs? I don't know where it's gone now. There was a mug around a few minutes ago, but we have new ones coming in. Um, anyway, we should have them in tomorrow, actually. And they look like these ones. See? And uh, you will get one of those. Uh, if you sign up for a paid subscription, we pick one person per day who signs up and we send them out one of those mugs. All right? Not everybody. Now, we will be coming up with a deal over the next. We're just trying to get a good price of the mugs because they're expensive enough. Over the next uh, couple of months, we'll be coming up with a deal whereby everybody who signs up for a period of time We'll get one of those mugs. So please support us and let us continue giving you a voice every single day uh, by going to the website, nileboylan.com. Don't forget, you can listen to the podcast free of charge. If you go to Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, any of the usual places that you get your podcasts, you can listen to them there. Of course, they put ads on them. There's nothing we can do about that. But if you want to watch the videos of any of the previous interviews and some exclusive stuff, which is not on the usual platforms, you can go to the website and subscribe there. So please do support us. We really appreciate it. And thank you to everybody who has supported us so far. We really appreciate it. If you can't afford it, we completely understand. There's a cost of living crisis. We know life is expensive. But thank you for supporting us anyway and listening daily. A lot to get through today, by the way, including, by the way, I don't know if you've ever heard such nonsense in relation to our Minister for Health, of course, who has basically blamed the excess debts in Ireland because there has been a substantial amount of excess debts. Um, he has blamed that on climate change. There you go. Hildegard Nocton said more or less the same thing. It's the impact of climate change. So people are dying, it seems, in Ireland from climate change. What nonsense. And the fact that they actually think you believe that makes it even worse. Another report this week, of course, in relation to the floods in Cork last week, was written by a professor in Minute University. And as much as I agree with his uh, understanding of the lack of infrastructure and the failure of a government after government to provide that infrastructure in Cork to stop those floods, which have been going on for hundreds of years now at this stage, um, he then goes on to say that we should instigate climate policy, be more serious about climate policy. Uh, that's where we, we disagree. Anyway, so first thing I've got to do is, oh, where's that email? I think it's downstairs. I forgot to bring it up, would you believe? <laughs> I shall get an email. I do have an email from a mother who has a daughter who has autism, and I shall read it out to you momentarily. Um, but um, I have it down. Oh, I should, no, I tell you where I have it. I have it here, actually. This is where I have it. Anyway, I do apologize. There you go. Me being a little bit disorganized today. Can you believe that? Hi, Niall. This is a very sensitive personal topic, and I'm not sure how you can cover it. So I'll change some of the details now. I have three children, all in their late teens. My daughter is nearly 18 years of age, and she has moderate to severe autism. She goes through phases of meltdowns and irrational behaviour, but there are times she is fine. She has a severe uh, learning difficulty and is in a school uh, for children with special needs. We estimate her cognitive age is probably somewhere between four, 13 and 14 years of age, at a push, although there are times you would put her at seven when she's having an episode. 
Anyway, my daughter goes out with her friends every now and again uh, without me because uh, I like to give her some level of independence and her friends are very good and they help her if she has difficulties. Last week she had a meltdown and I confiscated her phone. It was open when I took it from her and uh, the screen hadn't locked and I noticed a text saying, I love you. I looked back through the text and described a relationship with a man going back a few months when they met seemingly at a cinema. It's clear he's doing uh, most of the talking and I'm guessing he is not on the spectrum. Some of the messages suggest uh, are some of the messages from both him and my daughter were of a sexual nature, but not to the extreme. I asked my daughter who he was and she said uh, he was her boyfriend and he was 25 and he was from the area and worked locally. My daughter is a good looking girl, but I assume he's not stupid and he noticed that she has autism. As much as I'm happy for her in some way to have a relationship at some point in her life, I just don't think that is the, now is the time. I told her father and he's flipped and said the guy is clearly taking advantage of her. But I'll be honest, as much as I disagree with the relationship, I don't think he has any motive apart from liking her a lot as she can be quite adorable. My husband wanted to call the guards, but I tried to explain she's over the age of 17 and it's not illegal, although questionable. I don't know what to do, uh, as it's like you're 13-year-old dating a 25-year-old. Uh, I suppose my daughter's cognitive age may never get older, and she can't be denied love forever. But what I do, but I worry about her so much. Uh, I gave her, gave her back her phone, and she told me she loved this guy, etc., etc. Uh, but we haven't discussed the matter since the other day. Please help. What should I do? Now, what should she do? Uh, the number is 085-100-2255. That's 085-100-2255. What should she do in this situation? Uh, let me go to Angela first. Angela, hi, how are you? <coughs> Angela? Oh. Uh, Gladys, is it? Gladys? Yeah, hi. Hi, Gladys, how are you? Hi, Nile, how are you? Good, and I'll come back to Angela uh, in a second, sorry. Go ahead, Yeah, Gladys. just listening to that, um, my instinct as a mother... It's straightaway red flags, red flag. I mean, mm. this is a very difficult situation for that mother and her daughter. But what is the interest in a guy of 25 with a girl that has, you know, the age of 13? Mm. Yeah. There's something not right with the picture. Um, but what does she do? You know, sort of, um, you'd be afraid that she'd push her further into... The guy, you know, saying that she loves him and that if she uh, demands that um, she doesn't see him or have any contact with him. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if she kind of got the guy, you know, to have them in the home, to have a look to see, you know, what she can kind of gather from the relationship, you know. But do you think there's but not me, an ulterior motive? I think do you not think? I do. Yeah, because I'll be I honest do. with I, you, I, I think back to when I was 25 years of age. I'm not suggesting, yeah. by the way, that somebody with autism is undateable, because I certainly wouldn't suggest no, that God, for a minute. No, no, but, no. But in Sarah, you know, you have to understand that a, a guy at 25 obviously has hormones are running rampant. Uh, he's at the yeah. height of maturity in his life, and he's with a girl who he knows has special needs. You know, mm. to me, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but I do believe there's a motive behind that, that maybe she's quite vulnerable. Well, I mean, the mother said she's a good-looking girl. You know, not that that has anything to, you know, everybody's, yeah. you know, is, but that she's a good-looking girl. And, I mean, the level of control that he could have, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, and coerce her. And a little one believing, you know, that she's in love and all of those things and all the romantic, you know, from, you know, she has a right to all of these feelings. Yeah. 
But I just don't trust a guy of 25. I would, even if she didn't have autism, I would be very concerned if it was my daughter with I mean, a guy of 25 and I mean, she was 17. The mother knows her best, obviously. And, you know, and the mother yes. did say that she believed she had a cognitive age of a, th- of a 13-year-old. Or as she said, yeah, which she said at times it's when she has a meltdown as like a seven year old. So I know people, children with autism or on the spectrum would understand that completely. You know, they go from being okay for a few days to, you know, to losing the rag again and having a few meltdowns and what have you. And, And that cognitive age moves up and down. But clearly she's a clear, she's a clear learning disorder. And, you know. And why was it secret though? Why, why did the mother only find out? You know, through the having taken her phone, which is worrying as well. She didn't. She didn't tell her mother. You know that she had this boyfriend, or well, maybe, maybe she was clever her. enough to understand. The mother probably wouldn't have approved. Maybe she's clever yeah, enough to understand well, that. Possibly. Yeah. You know, what I mean, yeah. mind you, if she's clever enough to understand that, maybe she's clever enough to have a relationship. But here's the thing: when somebody has autism, the problem is, is that cognitive age may never get old any older. You know, I mean, yeah. they, they could be forty with a cognitive age of a thirteen-year-old. So they may never mm. mature socially at all. So at what point do you say it's okay? That is a difficult one, you know, because she has every right to have a relationship like anybody in in the world. Mm-hmm. But it has to be, you know, sort of where there's boundaries, where there's something, where there's their understanding. You know, if if the mother had said, well, he has issues as well, where you think, off you go. Do you know they're at the same level? Yeah. But this guy of doesn't. I know we, we changed the law there recently. I remember going back, oh, about five, six years ago, I had an interview on radio. We were talking about people with Down syndrome and they, yeah. were, they were changing the laws. I think it was in Abel Ireland at the time. We're, we're campaigning for the laws to be changed because up to that point with Down syndrome, they weren't allowed to get married. And um, we had a woman on and obviously I think whoever the organisation were, it could have been in Abel Ireland, I'm not too sure, uh, were campaigning. But the woman that was on had a daughter who was 18 or 19 years of age and she had Down syndrome. And she said, there is no way I could let her, or she was actually more, she was 22, but she said, there's no way I could let her in a relationship. She said, she's like a 12 year old. She said, you know, yeah. she when she sees men, she has a crush on every man she sees. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she said, I yeah. just, you couldn't have, she said, she would just be taken advantage of. You know, yeah, and this is the you know I mean it's the balance between your human rights, you know, mm-hmm. um, to be like everybody else to have a relationship and whatever, but also that somebody has to be that that that's overlooking to make sure that this little girl is not being taken advantage of, and that's mm-hmm. the balance that you're trying to strike. You know, she wants her daughter like any mother who wants her to be in a healthy relationship and a good relationship, and you'd be happy for your daughter that she has a nice boyfriend. Yeah. But this seems a bit this doesn't this is off balance. He's twenty five and doesn't have autism. And she is very young with autism. So where's the balance, you know? Well well do me a favor. I was gonna say to you stay there, but they're gonna give you a quick call back because I just have to reset a system here. So they will give you a quick call back. I want to take one or two calls in this if I can. The number as usual, O eight seven or O eight five 122.55. That's 85 122.55. And the question quite simply is, um, well, looking at this email that we have here, okay, and I'm going to read it out for you again. And it says, uh, it's a very sensitive and personal topic and I'm not sure how you can cover it. And so I'll change some of the details. Now, I don't know what details she's changed in relation to this, but it says, I have three children and all of them are late teens. My daughter is nearly 18. 
and uh, she has a moderate to severe autism. Uh, she goes through phases of meltdowns and irrational behaviour, but there are times she is fine. She has a severe learning difficulty and is in school for children with special needs. Um, we estimate her cognitive age is somewhere between 13 and 14 years of age. So to get through the gist of it anyway, the mother, she had a bit of a meltdown during the week and the mother took her phone off her. But when she took the phone off her, it was still unlocked. And because the phone was unlocked, the mother could see a message coming up on the screen. So obviously she literally had looked at the phone as soon as she took it off her and it hadn't had a chance to relock again, you know, when, you're, when it's idle for a second. And she's seen the message, I love you. She starts scrolling back to the messages and it seemed like a relationship. And not only that, there was some sexual um, uh, context to that as well. But she said, now she does say, not to the extreme. So I don't know what the, the sexual content would have been, but certainly it wasn't seemingly to the extreme. Um, and she wants to know what to do. The father's had a flip out. He wants to call the guards. Now let's be clear about the legalities around this. Because somebody put up on Facebook earlier on, the age of consent for people with disabilities is 18. No, it's not. The age of consent for people with disabilities is exactly the same as the age of consent for everybody else because we have equality. But in saying that, every case is different. And if, for example, there was a case that somebody had had sex, you know, uh, you know, who had an intellectual dis disability, um, it would be looked at by the courts as to, to determine if the per person was capable of giving consent. So that that's, it's a kind of grey area. Anyway, let me go to Angela as well. Angela, <coughs> hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, how are you? Uh, you've heard Gladys there, there's a rock of sense just before you. Um, and, yeah. Um, I mean, do you think she's capable of a, of a relationship? Or if you were in that situation, you were that mother, what would you I, do? I don't think so, because um, uh, I had a cousin, God rest her now, she died there three years ago. And um, she had uh, severe learning disabilities. Now, when I say severe learning disabilities like that, Marie would have the mind a lot of the time of a 12, a 13, a 14 year old. Now she was coming up into her thirties, um, you know, and uh, now she passed her driving test. She was, you know, but she, she was severely, um, she did have severe learning disabilities to, to um, the extent that I would agree that I know her mum and her sister would have been the same if this was a situation with her. Her father passed away um, 20 years ago. So um, I, I think that you, if, if it was me, I would approach the situation very softly, softly, nicely, nicely. That um, first of all, you can't, you can't put your foot down mm -hmm. because <clears throat> they are like young teenagers. You know, they are like, you know, you tell them they're not allowed to do this and that's it, they're gone. And I don't I don't mean to sound disrespectful if I'm saying them or they, you know. Um, so I would, I'd turn around and go, oh, right, so you have a new boyfriend and what's he like? And, you know, why don't we bring him over for dinner? And, you know, I think approach it that way. Um, because, okay, it, it sounds sinister. Of course, it does sound very sinister. But we don't know what this guy is like. We don't know, has he got some learning disabilities? And if he does, you know, kind of, you don't sit down and go, what are your intentions? But you could turn around and say, you do realize that you're getting into a relationship with someone who doesn't have the capability really of giving consent to anything. Mm. 
you know, it's it's a very because like my uncle, um, he had learning disabilities, um, and when you were saying there, you know how she hid it. Oh, they're they're cute horse. Oh, they can be cute horse at times because oh, I know that. Which, which by the way, that's a bit patronising, isn't it? In, in a way, you know, to say that yeah. I, I I understand what you mean, but. You know, and, and the child, when I said the child, the 17-year-old, she was cute enough not to tell her mother about yeah. the relationship. Yeah. So yeah. that shows some level of understanding, you know, that maybe she knew the oh, mother wouldn't approve. Because, because my uncle Pat, um, he had he had severe learning disabilities and um, he lived on his own. And, you know, um, my dad and my uncles and all, they, they, you know, they looked after him, had home help, had all of this. But... Like he he he'd be very cute in trying to hide something. Like dad arrived down one day and he bought a new stereo. Dad was like, "Where'd you get the stereo?" And he said, "Oh, I won a few pound on the scratch cards." Like a few pound was he'd won two grand. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And he was saying that he only got the stereo that was like a hundred <laughs> quid, but he'd blown the rest of he'd it. Blown it out. But he was, oh, I just you know, and we tried to know he was a lovable rogue, like. And the same with my cousin Raid. But they're they're they can be very clever, you know. And I just don't want to sound pat because I okay. But well then, what do, what do you do? So you want to get, this mother is your sister. What advice would you give her? Get the get the guy into the house. Get him over. Sit down. See what it's like. Because but does um, it really, but does it really matter? Let's say he's a nice guy, right? So, but does it really right. matter? Well, he comes across as a nice guy. As I said to Gladys a few minutes ago. I remember when I was 25, I wouldn't have been, oh, yeah. I mean, with the greatest respect, I would have realized somebody had an intellectual disability or yeah. autism, Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to make people sound undateable. No, I don't want to make people sound undateable because that sounds, that's a horrible no, thing no. to say, but, but really, yeah. what is he, what is he interested in at 25? Well, my uncle Pat was engaged to his fiance, Irene, for like 40 odd years. Mm. And she had a severe di- disability as well, you know. So you just you don't know. But I would, if it was me, I would advise. Right, let's sit down, let's meet him, and let's see where this is going. And then maybe take him outside, and she's not kick the shit out of him or anything. But just sit down and go. This is what she's like because. <laughs> He may not know, Niall. Gladys, do you, I mean, honestly, Gladys, going back to you, sorry, do you think he doesn't know? Oh, absolutely he knows. Of course I, he you knows. Know, absolutely. You know, it is very, very obvious. And what the mother's explained about her daughter um, and that she could be at, at some stages, you know, very wettish and, and all of that and not have meltdowns. But yes, I think, you know, unless he's got issues, I think you would know. And I, I absolutely well, agree with that other lady. I would be definitely bringing him to the home. I would play it cool. Yeah. I would say, listen, let's meet him. You know, you really like this guy. You know, we'd like to see, you know. Yeah, like she's him met him, well. but like, according, according to the text that she's gone through, she's met him twice already. So now that's only so obviously. And, and the, and, and, yeah, she's met him twice already. That's what she said. She's met him twice already. But there's also, the other thing as well, Angela, some of the texts she says are quite sexual. Now, she say, she does say not yeah. to the extreme, right? So I don't okay, know what she means so, by that. But Yeah. But my thoughts in that, Nile would be that that's grooming. You know, that's grooming. That's not going full into, you know, being sexualized and being very sexual. That's a slow burning grooming. That's what it sounds like to me. I don't want to frighten the, the mother. Is, like, as, 
as I said, if he if she's only met him twice, and as the mother said, that there's days that she can just be great and she's this. Like <laughs> with, with my cousin Maraid, Maraid was the nicest, softest, lovable girl. Um, and yeah, when she like she had her own car, she was driving around with severe learning disabilities. And there's some people who might not have known that Maraid was like that because. You know, if she met him for a coffee or if she met, he could have just thought, oh, maybe she's been quiet or she's been, you know, like, I think we're going all in on him, which may not be fair, because if she's only, it's not like she's been with him for months and months and months and meeting him all the time. You know, they've met twice. And like that, the two times could have been in the cinema because that's where they met. Um, well, 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 hang on, hang on, all of you for a second. Say there, Gladys and Angela and Sandy. I'll come to you in a second. Dave, hi. How are you, Dave? What's the crack? Dave, I mean, I know your children are a long way away from that kind of dating. And although your son is fourteen, or I think at this stage he's thirteen or fourteen years of age. But oh, uh, stop! The hormones have kicked in with a vengeance. Yeah, that. yeah but look, he doesn't have a learning difficulty. So we, when you have a child with a learning difficulty, you're much more protective, I suppose. And um, particularly when oh, the mother yeah, describes 100%. the cognitive age, she's seventeen, but has a cognitive age of a fourteen-year-old. When she has a meltdown, she says her cognitive age is seven. So I mean, surely this guy, twenty-five years of age, let's take into consideration, you know, that he doesn't—he's not on the spectrum. He must know. Well, you see, I, to be honest with you. Angela's kind of hitting the <clears throat> sorry, hitting the nail on the head here because, like, like you said, they've only met twice. I mean, this guy may not have any experience with people who have learning difficulties or special needs and stuff like that. I mean, I have a brother with special needs. He used to go to that school out in Avon Road, and when he was graduating years and years ago, there was a girl in his class, and we thought she was actually with one of the families. She was in the school with him. You never would have thought it, and she was in school with people with. Severe learning difficulties. I mean, my brother's got the mental age of like a, a three-year-old. Do you get me? So yeah. it could be case that he doesn't know and she's trying to mask it. I mean, okay. like again, she could be getting cute enough as well. And I mean, if you think about it, like you know, she she's got learning difficulties, so she's probably been told all her life, "You can't do this. You can't do this. You won't be able to do this." And these are all the things that are wrong with you. And I mean, the mother has to be commended here for not going off the rails completely. But well, the father went off the rails. Know, he wants to call the guards. Oh, so. come here, Niles, Niles, Niles. You like, I don't have daughters, right? You have daughters. If your seventeen-year-old daughter came home and said, "Hey, I met a twenty-five-year-old," what would you do? Oh, yeah, I'd you'd be call getting the guards. Yeah, yeah. You'd be get, you'd be getting lock stocked and asking for his address as well. So I think that's just normal behavior from a dad. Anyway, you know, yeah. and I mean, and by the way, there is confusion. People were putting up on Facebook that the age of consent for people with autism is eighteen and not seventeen, and that's not true at all. Actually, it's it's exactly the same at seventeen years of age as the age of consent. Now, obviously, every case is different, you know, and if anything ever went wrong, a court would look at that and wouldn't look at you very oh, favorably, course. you know, yeah. because yeah, you're taking like, advantage you know, of a vulnerable I mean, person. No, I am also saying, I mean. Um, like if I had a friend when I was 25 and he was going away with a 17 year old, we all know why he's going away with a 17 year old. You know what I mean? It's, we're all adults here. You know, let's, let's not be um, completely blind to these things. But at the same time, this guy himself might not be, um, oh, how do you say? Uh, like for he might not know, be very mature. There you go. Yeah, oh, sorry. Well. I was trying to think of a way of saying it without... In, insulting to anybody. No, but yeah. that's it. He might be of a very immature mindset as well because even when she mentioned um, the vestures had taken, you know, a sexual turn, but they weren't too bad. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're a 25 year old and your main focus is I want to get into the 17 year old fans, as soon as that door opens, the horse is bolted. You know what I mean? You're going to be going, you're going to be yeah. ratcheting that up to a level. I, I know, you know Gladys I mean? is concerned about the text, the sexual text, but to be honest with you, between a 25 and a 17 year old, sexual texts wouldn't be unusual. There's nothing unusual yeah. about that. I suppose, Gladys. Yeah, I mean, no, sorry. Yeah, Gladys, go ahead. Honest, to, to, no, it's Angela. Um, to be honest, um, there's no pictures there either, I'd gather. So, and that's kind of, that's what you would definitely be getting between a 17 and a 25-year-old. Yeah. You know? And that's why I'm saying, I think that straight away, a lot of people seem to be coming down on this guy when we actually don't know anything about him. You know? And that's what, that's what I think the parents need to do. Is should the mother, by the way, should the mother be monitoring her phone? Now, she is seven. Yeah, but she's 17. I mean, you, there's a balancing act of treating a 17-year-old like a 17-year-old or treating a child just because she has autism like a 14-year-old. And, I, you know, I don't know what the right thing to do is in that situation. Well, the way I look at it is, until you're the age of 18... Oh, I'm sorry, this is just me. I don't have kids, but I still have an opinion. Um, you're, you're, they're your pride and joy. They are your life. And you want to make sure that they are fine and they are okay and they are, you know, not being abused, not being treated badly. So, yeah, absolutely. If you get the chance, go down through it. You know, if you don't like it, get out from under my roof. But stay there. Hang on, I want to go to Sandy as well. Sandy, hi. How are you, Sandy? (laughs) Oh, hi, man. How are you, love? Uh, Good. You have a daughter with Asperger's. Uh, well, no, I was actually my niece now, just to let you know, if you hear any, any commotion in the in the background, I have the cable guy in. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, be starts um, out your cable. Go on, anyway, go on. Stop it, be nice. It's wonder. But, um, yeah, uh, my niece, um, she was about 16 at the time. It was a few years ago. And um, very bad Asperger. And I, I don't know if she's on the rectum scale or whatever it's called. But anyway... Um, basically, I uh, got talking to this lad on social media, and oh, she said, oh, she was in love with him after five minutes, the whole lot, and met yeah. up with him um, in Atlanta town. I, I named the locations, and he was from uh, Kenny Gad. And herself and her mother were always ha- having little arguments over this and that and whatever. And the daughter walked out of the house one day and never came home. So we tried ringing her, and I was driving at the time, and I went, where the F are you? Oh, I'm up in Kinnegad with my with my boyfriend, and we're moving in together. Oh. So I got, I got into the car. We're, and we're moving in. This is the first date, like, and they were moving in together. Uh, yeah. Well, within the first uh, week or two, anyway, yeah. I'm just trying to make a long story short for the other corners. But, um, yeah, uh, we found her. We found his parents and we found out the background of him, like he was 22 at the time, that he actually, um, I hate saying the word, he raped another girl before and he was put in prison first, yeah. So, and Kieran, um, like I said the name Kieran, so look how good it is. Kieran never knew at the time about his his background. She said, no, I still love him, I still love him, this and that and the other, and that they were moving into a car, caravan in the middle of the field, but his mother at the time brought him and her while we were in Kinnegad looking for the two of them in the garden station where they were in Tullamore and they were signing themselves down for a house in Tullamore County. Oh, gosh. 
So we finally got them. Uh, um, the guard finally found the two of them, and we're all brought into the guard station and into the same room. Um, myself and Kira's mother at the time sat down with the guards in front of them, and we said, "Look, because Kira has very bad uh, Asperger's, measures, said, yeah. she has, yeah, she has to come home." Oh no, no, the guard said she's uh, sixteen; she's allowed to do what she wants. And yeah, the but guard, you did, well, the guard's well, incorrect about that. But go on, yeah, yeah. And I said, no, Kerry, you're coming home with us. Yeah. So the guard told me to stay quiet or I'd be arrested. So I said, I just got up and I walked out. The guard, guard stood at the door for me and said, where do you think you're going? I said, I'm going outside the calm down because I, I said, I will say something that I will regret. I said, if you see me on the camera, I'll be sitting in the square having a cigarette. And so her mother was in there talking to him, the whole lot and the other. So whatever happened, I, I got hold of Kerry. And I said to her, Kara, come on, you can come back to us alone uh, for half an hour just to get clean to us or whatever, yeah. and you can move back in. You can go where you like with them. But I I got around her. I got around her to still in the afternoon. Yeah. Sorry, I hear noise in the background. It's okay. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got her to stay anyway. But... Um, so what was they? Sorry for for giving asking you to give me an edited version. Did you eventually get him or get her away from him? We eventually got her away, but his uh, friends came into Atlanta to try and get her back up to Kinnegad in a car. Oh, they God. were waiting outside the shop. They were very. So bad she was car. obviously quite vulnerable, was she? She obviously was. She yeah. was very vulnerable, and now she's with another lad. Um, How old is she now? And now she'd be what twenty five, I'd say. Oh, but okay. She's a very changed woman. Okay. Completely changed. She's gone out with another lad. Oh well, that look at twenty five. There's not a lot she can really do. You know what I mean? But it's certainly at sixteen. I, th- I think the guard is incorrect. At sixteen years of age, she's under the age of consent. Um, at sixteen, yeah. by the way, you can. By the way, I, as far as I know, legally, you can leave home at sixteen, can't you? You can. Yeah. You can, but it's yeah. not. I think. But the only if if your child has very bad autism. The, the only way that you can have full control of them to make sure that they're uh, not getting into a bad patch or whatever is by um, going to the social welfare or the social workers or whoever you're over to see if you can get full authority over them. Yeah, I, I know. I understand you have to have full guardianship over them. No, I understand the situation you're, you're talking about there, Sandy. I mean, Dave, I mean, th- that's a despicable situation, isn't it? We've got a 16-year-old. Yeah, well, that's 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 really going to the extreme you know what i mean and that's like even what like this mother like if she comes down hard on her she 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 could almost your risk you know driving her daughter away yeah. you know like you know i mean it doesn't sound like it's it's taken that i mean like just from what the mother said so far it doesn't really sound like it it could be going in that direction. No, I don't. That's that's well. to the extreme, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is the extreme. But at the same time, that is a cautionary tale. You know, I, I think the best thing to do is like bring him over to the house. Maybe make sure the father isn't there at the time. You know, um, <laughs> you know just, for that, at least for the first meeting, anyway. Yeah. But just you know, just suss him out. You know, like see. And I, I know you keep saying that, but I'm kind of in agreement with Gladys to some degree that we spoke at the, the start. I'm sorry, I think Gladys is there. But I'm kind of in yeah. agreement with Gladys that I don't care if he's a little bit immature or if he... At 25, a 17-year-old... Oh, no, now, hold on. A 25 or 17-year-old is bad enough, right? I think there's something yeah. always a bit dubious about it, as you rightly said. But a 17-year-old oh, yeah. that clearly has autism, 
I don't think oh, no, I here, personally listen. don't believe there's any excuse no no come here listen I, I, I'm in agreement with you if it was my daughter I'd be knocking on his front door and I'd be making sure he wasn't coming around again you know what I mean that, but then, that yeah, but then you know what but here's the thing and sorry Gladys to bring you back in here you don't want to break the daughter's heart either because that's well you see that's I'm just thinking here you know um, why she only the questions that the, her mother first of all I think you know that sometimes um, in this world we're living in now that mothers are not trusting their guts anymore you know yeah. I mean what her mother has to trust her I guts think. and do the best by her daughter so what, what, why has they only met twice you know like you know to sit down with her daughter when she's in good form and it's not kind of you know any kind of aggression, say, oh, you, you kind of really like this guy and, you know, kind of friendly chat and you name it that she could get maybe a lot of information from her daughter. But to me, it just, look, I don't know them and I don't know the guy, but to me, my gut, my gut just tells me red flag, red flag, absolutely. You know, um, she's got to protect her daughter and unfortunately we live in a world that, you know, people, especially intellectual disability, are taken advantage of. And we'll never know to the, what, what the amount of abuse to intellectually um, disability. Yes. You know, we'll never know. And her mother wants to do the right thing and loves her daughter. But wants I mean, to she do does. Right I mean, thing. in fairness, she does say in the email, where's the bit where she says she's happy for her? But on the other yeah. hand, she doesn't believe she's ready for a relationship and she disagrees with it. But she does. I mean, her mother would be very happy for her if, if the, the guy was 17 as well. Probably, She'd yeah. be very happy for the two of them dipping off down the road and going to the cinema. Yeah, this or, or even if he was slightly younger than her, I think, would yeah, have been better exactly. if he was 16 or something like that. Do you know what Abs- I mean? Uh, absolutely. You could kind of live with that. You know, yeah. You know, and you wouldn't be so. But 25... Um, I wondered also, you know, sort of thing, is he asking her to keep quiet about, you know, why yeah. have they only met twice? Is yeah. the relationship only over the phone, you know, in through texting? I know that's the, the way a lot of it is now, but, you know, again, that's red flags to me. And I don't know, maybe I watch too many <laughs> movies or something. I know, I know. But it's to me as kind of grooming. That's my, that's what my gut is telling me. Okay, well, stay there. Let me just go to Maureen. Maureen, uh, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good morning. Gladys believes it's, yeah, I kind of agree with her. It's kind of, it sounds like grooming almost, doesn't it? Because he's texting her a lot. There's a bit of sexual stuff in the texts and, you know. Well, well, it, well it does. But uh, to be honest, look, I, I, I have never met anybody with autism, so I don't know anything about it. Um, But she's 17 now. You see, the, the mother made, in, in the opening email that you read out, Niall, she had that, well, she said that her daughter, she wants to give her some level of independence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So first of all, you see, we don't know, uh, like, who are the daughter's friends? Right? First start off. Um, yeah, because they allowed it to be, happen. Right? Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm trying to come out of it, trying to come with a bit of common sense, because I, as I say, I don't know anything about it. Um, well, I mean, well, I know, I know. Her own, and I, I know you don't know anything about it, Maureen, but I suppose yeah. to describe somebody with autism who's 17 years of age and the mother says she's a cognitive age of a 14-year-old. Yeah, think, well, think of a 14-year-old. Yeah, she's a cognitive yeah. age of, th- of a 13-year-old. Yeah. Well, then a 13-year-old shouldn't be dating anybody, as far as I'm concerned, with or without. Okay, well, then, well, then here's the question, because if yeah. a child has autism and, and severe t- yeah. to some degree, um, that cognitive age may never change. 
Do you understand? It may not. No, no. it may not. I so, understand. So is she destined to be I'm single saying. then for the rest of her life? Well, 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 here you are. I don't know the answer to that. All mm. I do know is that at 17 and this guy is 25, that isn't sounding right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it and I, I don't think I'd have it if it was me. Or yeah. maybe I'm thinking maybe we should meet this guy. Do the parents even know who this guy is? Does he live in the same town? Do her friends know him? Do they know him to speak to or say hello to? Does the girl suddenly imagine that she's in love with this guy? Maybe is it her? I, we don't know, Niall. That's the problem. But I do know is that my granddaughter, who's 11, and this day and age, uh, we have a very close relationship, and she'll come and talk to me about lots of things. And she was telling me one day that a friend of hers, and these are 11-year-olds, and she was pointing out this young fella, and she was going, oh, my friend, she told me her name. She has a crush on this guy. So this friend of my granddaughter's is out there now, you know, she has a crush on everybody, and they're only 11. I, but, but, the, but yeah, but hang on, but the, the difference in children dating, and, you know, 12 and 13-year-olds dating each other is, it's usually quite innocent. It's holding hands or something it like that. It can be, Niall, it can yeah. be. But it's usually but you remember we're, Yeah, but you see, we're in an age now. Where I mean, we where did you have your first boyfriend, Maureen? I had my first girlfriend when I was, I think, 12 or 13 years of age, but sure, it was nothing. You're just holding 16. hands or something like that. No, I was 16. When you had your first boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. It's so a boyfriend, as in boyfriend that I knew. Well, yeah. You know, right? a boyfriend. Loose, loose term. But at 14 and 12, yeah, we had a crush. But the thing is that in today's society... Children are ahead of us. No, no, I don't. I don't think. I mean, they may have more knowledge than we have about sex, things of a sexual nature. But certainly, when I was young, like twelve or thirteen, most of my mates at twelve or thirteen had a, you know, a girlfriend, a little girlfriend. Now, the only thing we ever did was hold hands or give a little kiss or something like that. But it was nothing yeah. more than that. No, it wasn't until you got to 16 or 17 that it became more than that. Well, 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 stay there for a second. Let me just go to Michelle as well. Michelle, hi, how are you? And we weren't. Okay, well, hang on. That's Mich the difference. Yeah, Michelle, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall, I'm good. How are you? Well, now, you're very good because you're actually talking to us in Portugal today. Look at you. Yeah, really in for Sagres, yeah, in Portugal. Are you on holiday? Are you on holidays? On holidays, on holidays, we're waiting for the, break, the rain to stop, unfortunately. So. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. Sure. well I'm going to tell you, Michelle, holidays, the sun is splitting the trees here in Dublin. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> well, I live, in East, I live in East Cork normally now, so oh, well, I, I still escape the floods. Oh, well, you escape the floods so anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, Michelle, um, Michelle, getting back to this daughter with autism, 17, and, and the, the guy dating her now is 25. Is there anything wrong with mm. that situation? Oh yeah, well yeah. I suppose when I saw the initial message on Instagram, there was there was less um, less details yeah. in the oh, in the original uh, message. So yeah, it's, I mean obviously there's there's already a big age difference from seventeen to twenty five. Yeah. Even if you're talking about I suppose in your typical teenager. Yeah. Um, and I suppose what I do myself is I have a service called Relatable, and I actually I actually give puberty workshops to relation sexuality workshops and talk oh, right. to young people yeah, to young people with intellectual disabilities and their parents. And I suppose something I'm very passionate about is talking to uh, talking to parents, teaching parents how to talk to their own children and young adults um about relationships and sexuality. And I suppose this to me this is something this can kind of be the end result of not talking to your child's intellectual disability early. I call it kind of early adoption, you know. So I've come across situations like this where all of a sudden then, you know, somebody finds out their daughter has, you know, has a boyfriend that they're not aware of or somebody's kind of maybe a young a young man, a young fella in his 
teens or early twenties yeah. is kind of displaying sexually inappropriate behaviour. But it's because parents haven't often haven't talked early on in, in incremental kind of levels, kind of age appropriate knowledge about relationship sexuality. I, I, I could understand if, if the, the daughter who's 17 was dating, say, a 16-year-old boy. Mm, I think he could live mm. with that. But the fact that he's 25, he's quite mature. And you'd exactly, wonder, you'd, yeah. I mean, Gladys made a good point earlier on. You'd wonder what he's interested in at 25. Yeah. I, I would. I'd be wondering. I'd be concerned about his intentions. I suppose absolutely because and, he's uh, not because he's not stupid either. You know what I mean? And you know, it, he and would be aware that yeah. she has an intellectual disability or she has autism. It's the, yeah, and you see, that's a very different situation then. Because I suppose even in my initial response on Instagram, I kind of suggested, or oh, maybe invite the the I was calling the young man, or I I thought maybe somebody was like I don't know twenty one or something. Twenty five. Even at that, yeah. I'd say go and invite him around for for dinner or a cup of tea and get the measure of them and see kind of check his intentions but I but, I he, but here's the thing sorry Michelle because called. you're dealing with this mm. all the time and, and mm. I, I'm delighted to have you on because you deal with this all the time mm. so Thanks. what what is the plan going forward because you know Maureen was saying well, when we talk about it, she said her daughter has the cognitive age of a 14 year old although she said yeah, when she has okay. meltdowns she's like a 7 year old but yeah, so yeah. that cognitive age may never change you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, what's the future for a daughter with intellectual disability? In other words, you have to let them be independent at some point, even though they still have that cognitive age. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it's, you know, it depends very much again on on the individual person. But I suppose it's a question of, you know, uh, you know, I, I personally I don't think that people with intellectual disabilities can't be in relationships or, you know, have have friendships, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I did work a lot with people with, with Down syndrome, for example. So, I, I only you know, spoke about a woman I spoke to two years ago, with, she had a daughter with Down syndrome who was 22 or 23. But again, she said she had the cognitive age of a 12 year old. And she said every mm. bloke she meets, she has a crush on. And she yeah, said, yeah. she said, I couldn't trust her to have a relationship. I, I just couldn't. But I, I think, yeah, I, I do think with, with kind of information and kind of, um, you know, learning kind of appropriate social skills and kind of um yeah just kind of learning social cues and stuff like that i i, I do think people with intellectual disabilities can have maybe you know maybe sometimes maybe they're just interested in romantic relationships you know mm-hmm. so yeah i would work with little people teenagers with down syndrome and the teenagers that i work with by and large be quite happy to have a boyfriend or girlfriend and kind of go on you know dates um, with them and things like that what's it's the law now did they, did they changed the law about five years ago because there was a put up to five years ago where they couldn't get married wasn't that the case well you have the, you have the capacity act now for people with um with intellectual disability so whereas in the past um capacity kind of had to be proven now it's assumed and you kind of work back from that oh okay so you yeah so it's um, and the age yeah, of consent is the same it's 17 isn't it it's the same yeah it's still yeah it's the same age yeah okay um so it depends very much on the individual. So, so where individual where do you stand though. legally if somebody takes advantage of somebody who has an intellectual disability? Where do you stand legally? Is is there any case for you know where by somebody can be taken to court or a guy can be taken to court? Oh, yeah, for taking it, yeah. If, if it seems that it's you know that yeah that that it was um, in in an inappropriate relationship, it can still be taken. Okay. Still be taken to court. You know. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I suppose. But I suppose what I'd be kind of. You know, say to parents is to, that they need to talk to their, you know, their children and and you know from a young age, even starting with basic things like you know like, um, you know, modesty, kind of bodily autonomy, privacy, kind of, all that uh, kind of stuff. Yeah, privacy. Yeah, you know, nobody can see your private parts. Your private parts are is parts of your body covered in underwear. 
so on and so forth. Like, and you know, mm. talk to children using like even anatomically correct words for the you know the private parts of their bodies. Yeah. Um, like I would I would talk to mums of girls you know heading into puberty, and they'd say to me that they're embarrassed using the, the using the anatomical words themselves because those words were never used when they were growing up. You know. Yeah. So I have people say you know that maybe the words they were used to, to hearing was things I like know. I know how the words you're talking about. Your foof. <laughs> you know this kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. and that yeah, and that you find it hard to yeah to use those use the correct words now. You know, with their with their kids. But the importance of especially for kids with intellectual disabilities is if they were you know if somebody did try to touch them inappropriately or sexually you know try to sexually abuse them or anything like that that they should come to you immediately. Be, yeah. Yeah, but that they'd actually be able to report back, they'd be able to say, oh, they touched me on, they touched yeah, me. Yeah, see, what, it, what is concerning is, is when she looked through her phone that some of the conversation were of a sexual nature. Now, she did say mm. not to the extreme, but she said they are yeah. of a sexual nature. But that wouldn't be surprising with a 25-year-old and a 17-year-old to see conversations of a sexual nature. There wouldn't be anything surprising about that. It wouldn't be surprising, I suppose, but definitely to me, so red flags it sounds definitely yeah. sounds inappropriate I mean if she's saying that it was a rare occasion apparently that her daughter was at the cinema unsupervised well she said she lets she... her out every now and again with her friends yeah, because her friends are good yeah. and they look after her uh, yeah. in, to have yeah. some independence yeah. so I, which I can mm, understand mm. too you know what I mean? well, do, actually do me a favour Michelle if you can stay with us for a second let me just go to Steve as well stay there Maureen and Jason mm. I'll be with you in a second Steve go ahead uh, good afternoon, Niall. How are you? Good afternoon. I have to say, it was great to talk to Michelle there because obviously she's familiar with this situation and familiar mm-hmm. with people with intellectual disabilities and relationships. Yeah. So, so Steve, I mean, put yourself in the situation as a father yourself if this was your daughter. Well, look, what I would say is, sure, it's questionable, but obviously the shirt you're wearing today is also questionable, <laughs> but it doesn't make it wrong, does it? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with my shirt today. I think it looks quite well, actually. But go on, yeah. You're like, you're, Niall, you're like Homer Simpson. You never change your shirt. Um, but look, the, the way I feel about this is that for autistic people, we need to introduce as much normality into their lives as possible. And if that normality comes in the form of somebody, and I don't want to use the word somebody who is normal, then why not? Everybody is saying that this guy could be using her for sex. When in fairness, that's kind of what most men use most women for. They don't usually go out and pick on somebody with a disability. No, they don't. Mo- if- most men are with, I would like to think, give men some credit. Yes, sex is a benefit of a relationship. Mm-hmm. intimacy is but I think most men are with women because they love them they like them they like their personalities yes, absolutely yeah. but there's women out there who don't have intellectual disabilities who get used by men absolutely for sex and, and by the way there are so, men who get used by women too for different reasons too I mean people use each other all the time well, why would you want to deny your child the best? If that was my child, and look, maybe his motives are pure. They could be pure. We don't know as yet. But if that was my child and she was 17, he was 25, yes, as I said, it's a little bit questionable, his age. But at the end of the day, if he is what is best for her, happy days. Love comes in all shapes and sizes, Niall. Why would we want to deny our children that? Do Are we saying that we should well, it's, no, well, hang on. Nobody's saying you should deny your child a relationship or love. But when you have a child with an intellectual disability, mm-hmm. you have to monitor that situation. Unlike the well, you would monitor with a normal seventy-year-old anyway, but yeah. you can't do anything about it. But the difference is, Absolutely. you are the guardian of a child with autism. But then you have a yeah. bigger responsibility to monitor that. 
Well, so what, what should we do, Niall? Should we segregate them? Should we say only Down syndrome people can be with Down syndrome people? Only black people should be black. Where does it... That's a, that's a different situation. You're talking about race. No, now you're, okay, but... Would you, no, what, you're, so you're suggesting that only somebody with an intellectual disability can date somebody with an intellectual disability? That's, that's not what I'm suggesting. That's what, that's what I went onto your Facebook comments, and some of them are just disgusting. Call the police, call the guards. You know, they're making out this guy out to be some sort of sexual fiend. Well, well he's not doing anything illegal at the moment. But, but in saying that, you know, it depends on her ability. Have I lost you? I seem to have lost everyone there for a second. Hold on, I'll get you all back again. Hang on. I do apologise. Um, some of the messages, by the way, that are coming in at the moment. Hang on, Steve, Maureen and Jason. i get you back there. Hi, now. I think it's very important, which depends on many different things, where on the autism spectrum, her daughter is level of emotional maturity, her ability to pick up on social cues, ability to pick up on if she's being put in a vulnerable situation, her knowledge around relationships, sex and sexuality. Um, my first thought, oh, this is from Michelle, actually. First thought would be to try to meet this young man, perhaps invite him around for a cup of bite to eat uh, to get a measure of him. I would personally have concerns if his mother feels her daughter is currently capable of handling the responsibility of a relationship. Uh, however, I would try to keep the lines of communication open so her daughter doesn't feel the need to hide the situation from her mother. Uh, that's exactly what Michelle was saying just before the break, before she came on. Uh, sorry, sorry, Steve, getting back to you. Yeah, I missed what you said there at the end, Niall, sorry. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is you, you have a responsibility to a, a, any 17-year-old daughter, but more so mm -hmm. if you have a child with an intellectual disability who has a cognitive age of a 14-year-old. You have a Hold bigger... Hold on, you say more so? Well, you more have, so. Absolutely, you have a bigger responsibility. A bigger... So you're telling me that a child that has... Uh, so there's a parent out there that has a child with autism and they have a bigger responsibility to that child than I do to my child? No, the responsibility is equal, Niall. No, Let's it's... No, 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 like that. no, no, it's, no, hang on. It's not... You're talking about equality and I completely agree with you that everybody has equal rights. But as a mm -hmm. parent, you have a duty. Of course you have a duty, and, and my duty to my child will never end, no matter what age he is, that will never ever end, Niall. If I've seen a woman taking advantage of him, you know, and he's, uh, for the want of a better word, a normal child, you know, I will still step in. You're just going to be a parent, full stop, and that's what you have to be. I also heard somebody saying, I think it was your email, that uh, somebody said that the, the child is known to have meltdowns. I know 50-year-old women who have meltdowns. Well, now, you don't have a very good understanding of autism, then, do you? I do. I actually do. You, do you don't understand what she means by meltdowns. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm irrational, com completely wall. irrational meltdowns. And she says her daughter has a cognitive age of a seven-year-old when she has a meltdown mm -hmm. because she's irrational. I, and, and again, Noel, okay, we're not comparing severity, but women have meltdowns. Men have meltdowns. Men, when and women become irrational. You're, you're talking. You're talking about people who can make conscious decisions. When you're talking about people who don't have autism or don't have intellectual disability, they're people who can make cognitive decisions. Again, Noel, why would you still deny your child the best? I am. A, Simply asking the people, those idiots on Facebook that you have, you know, what, just because he's normal, does it make him bad? What are you using the word normal for? There's nothing abnormal about intellectual disability. It just means somebody has a different way of thinking. No, don't be so silly. We're not mincing our words here. A child who with, with an intellectual disability isn't normal. It's not nomenclature for a child to be that way. We, we accept the normal people are people like you and I who don't have an intellectual disability. Well, we all... but, and that's okay to say. 
say. But we all think differently. We all have different personalities. We don't know. There are people with intellectual disabilities who are extremely skilled at other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the thing. You have to remember, Noel, that there's... Look at the richest man in the world, for God's sake. I, you know, I was actually looking up and I seen a website. There's a website out there for uh, people with autism who are dating. Like yeah, absolutely. I, I'm just going to say to you, the richest man in the world has Asperger's. Uh, yeah, again, so why would we treat these people so, so differently? Because why, they're still why young. Would we, because why still would we young. immediately... Why would we immediately think that this guy is in it just for the sex? Because I don't know a single young man of 25 years of age who would go, oh, there's somebody with an intellectual disability. I'm going to give her one. Don't be so silly. Okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Jason. Jason, hi. How are you? Jason, what would you do if this is your daughter? Can I ask one or two questions? This, this young lady is obviously developing in a normal way that a young lady would, but she's intellectually not developing like a, um, a young woman or a young person would, yeah? Well, she's the cognitive it, age it, of a 14-year-old. Yeah. She's in mainstream, mainstream no, school, is she? No, she's in a special needs school. And is she in with people of her own age, or is she in a class with people of her intellectual age? Because I'm what I'm trying I, to get. Well, I don't is, know all you know, the details. She's with Jason. girls. You're saying she's going out with her friends. Have they got special needs? No, or are they no. Not with she. So she's going out with girls of her own age, and she's mimicking girls of her own age, and. That's what girls of her age do. They get crushes on boys, on, on young, young lads. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to get into a crack of here. You got me at a oh, bad moment. Oh, sorry. So, I mean, the, the, this careful. mother is trying to... This mother is trying to rear her child uh, as every other parent is rearing, you know, their teenage daughters. She sounds like a sensible woman. I'd go and talk to the young lad because the girl is obviously cognitive enough that she's able to strike up a, a conversation and she's able to hold text messages. She was able to keep her from her man. So she is developing like a normal teenager, just a couple of years below. Maybe this young doesn't know how severe. But when, um, when you say you go and talk to the young lad, he's 25. I, he's hardly yeah, a young Niall, lad. Noel, my father was 24 when he met my mother who was 16. They're 50 years married. So if it's an age thing, say it's an age thing. And why can't we leave genders out of these things? I, I wonder if we just left it neutral and just said it was uh, a person and a person, blah, blah, blah. Would we be having the same conversation? Because as soon as it was mentioned it was a man, even you, you fell into that trap straight away. Oh, he's this, he's that, born him. Get the guards, hang him. I'm going around and going I to never said crap that. Out of him. I never said no, that. No, but straight, no, you're, you're going on with your his intentions and it's dubious and flags. So but but, but, but do you not, Jason, do you not think there's something a little bit dubious about a 25-year-old? Well, hang on, hang on. Not only is he with a 17-year-old, that's one thing, right? And you'd say, okay, you, you check him out, that's make sure everything's, and make, make sure everything's okay, all right? And that, yeah. that's fine. If they are in love, I'm happy for them, all right? But a 25-year-old with a 17-year-old who has a cognitive age of a 14-year-old because she has a disability. But she has an intellectual is, disability. She's autistic. Sorry, what I'm saying is, how he, does he know how severe it is? If she can hold he's, the He's met her twice. He's not stupid. He's, no, he's not stupid, but she could be very clever. She mightn't be as, as, um, as user on making her out to be. She mightn't be that. I'm just saying, straight away, everybody jumped on to, he's a pervert, he's a pedophile, hunt him down and let's burn him at the stake. Well, nobody has suggested he's a, no, nobody has said he's a pedophile. Get onto your Facebook, get onto your Facebook and see what they're putting up, grooming, grooming, uh, all this. It's them trigger words that, they are all the words of, it's a white man who wants to do bad things. I mean, my first girlfriend, Noel Proper, was 10 years older than me. I was 19, she was 29. Mm -hmm. Nobody would have batted an eyelid. But if it was the other way around... 
we'd be having conversations like, what is he doing, blah, 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 he's up to no good. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, give the bloke number one a chance. We don't know him. Like, we're just going on an email. Let the mother sit down and explain to them, like, what the actual situation with her is. He probably doesn't know. But but generally speaking, if you've got a seven-year-old daughter with autism, look, you'd wish her well. You don't want her to be lonely for the rest of her life. Yes, she might fall in love. Yes, she might want to date. And nobody wants to stop anybody from having a relationship. But you would imagine or you would like to hope that it would be maybe a young lad of 16 who would be more would have more in common with her. Sorry, Niall. Niall, young girls like that don't go for fellas younger than them. Young girls well, no, between the ages of 17 she, But she's not an average for, young girl. Yes, but does see what's average? But she, when, I, when the mother describes her as having a cognitive age of a 13-year-old, but Niall, the, Niall, mature, the maturity of a 13-year-old. But Niall, you're either saying that they'd be, be treated normally. Does she go around with a sign saying, I have the cognitive age of this? No. So when they met, he probably seen there's an, a, a young girl. Okay, when she talks, she probably doesn't sound like she's like that when she's talking. So maybe this fella really... Uh, Okay, she's probably not as as quick as all the other girls of her age, but that doesn't mean there's something wrong with her. So maybe the mother should go down and have a uh, talk to him. She said he walks locally, he, he walks, and just say to him, like, you do know that she has the cognitive age of a 14 year old. Well, well, hang on. Maureen, are you listening to what Jason is saying? Yeah, I am. I yeah. am. I'm listening. I'm just giving the bloke a chance. And, I'm just yeah, giving the bloke but, a chance. <laughs> hold on a second. Yeah. But you see, this is what I was trying to say at the start. I'm actually agreeing here on this. Because I, I don't know this man. We don't know this man. Everybody has been down on him. The yeah. mother by her email doesn't seem too worried. Now, if I was a mother, I'd be going down to meet this lad, or man, whatever you want to call him, and mm. have you chat with him, seeing what his intentions are, as, as you put, if you want to put it that way. Mm. Okay? I mean, we don't want to... You see, she's at 17. Whether you have an intellectual disability or not, hormones work the same way. Yeah. Right? She could have it in her mind, this girl, that she's totally in love with this guy. We don't know what's going on, but the easiest way to do this, go meet him. I know the mother doesn't want to have a situation where there's going to be a horrific meltdown. It's going to be like World War Three in the house. It's bad enough with teenagers when you have them yourself. We've all been there when we've had children. But that's what I'd be doing. I'd be going to meet him and, and speak to him. Okay, well, hold on a second. Let me go to Tony as well. Tony, hi, how are you? Niall, how are you? Good, Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, Tony. Uh, Tony, if this was your daughter, how would you feel? I think I'd be a bit wary if she was with a 25-year-old under normal circumstances, you know, because I remember, although it was a few years ago, I remember being 25 myself, and I wasn't going for 17-year-olds. But in saying all that, I think it's very important to speak to the lad. I do, because he could have an intellectual age of a bit less as well. Possibly, but you, but I, I think the mother the mother suggested by reading the text she doesn't think so. But she doesn't think so. Yeah, she says no. she said reading the text it does he doesn't seem like he's on the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, but how does she know by reading two text messages? Well, if she, yeah, there's, well, there's more than job. two. Well, there's more than two text messages. That she, you know, she said the text oh, well, here quite sexual. Text messages. Yeah. No, no, and if they weren't that sexual, she says that they were borderline. Yeah. 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 No, I just think no, I just think it's a good idea for to meet the lad because his intentions could be very good and he could be an innocent twenty five year old. There is, believe it or not, still some innocent twenty five year olds. Mm. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised that uh, I'm looking on Facebook and the comments on Facebook, as, as Steve rightly said earlier on, is hang him high and, you know, they're calling him a pedo no, and all sorts of things. No, but but yet yeah, I'm no. listening to people on the air have quite the opposite view. 
Yeah, I know because people just jump to conclusions. As the last caller said, if it was just the way around and it was a 17-year-old, mm-hmm. like a 17-year-old lad and a 25-year-old girl, he'd be celebrated. But it's see, just like to be lads, we go, oh, that's great, that's great stuff. You know, you have a really mature girlfriend. No, I mean, if your 17-year-old daughter is you, right, lad, well, hang on, if you rightly said your 17-year-old daughter going out with a 25-year-old, to some degree, is concerning enough. Yeah, it would raise flags. Of course, it would. Away. Yeah, but but it, this is not an average seventeen-year-old. This is a seventeen-year-old right, okay. with a maturity level be... of a fourteen or thirteen-year-old. Right, I know, but he might be the average twenty-five-year-old either. No, that's what I'm saying. If the parents could meet him, if the mother could meet him, and then she can draw her own conclusion. Mm. But putting out Facebook and things like that, I don't think is the way forward for anyone. If it was my daughter, I certainly wouldn't be putting it on social media. Definitely not. Like, I'd be going to talk to the lad, and if I thought he was a wired boy and he was an advanced 25-year-old, I'd be quick enough to say, no, stay away from him. Stay there for a second. Let me go to Billy as well. Billy, hi, how are you? Hey, you know, how are you keeping? Good. What do you want to say, Billy? <laughs> Niall, 25-year-old, and 25-year-old man and 17-year-old girl, even without the intellectual disability, that's a little bit creepy. Imagine, imagine going to well. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you, your your Debs is a couple of years ago now. But imagine if you went back to the Debs times and you saw a 25 year old showing up with a girl at the Debs. You'd be kind of looking at him going, "What's that guy yeah. doing here?" That's, yeah, that's, it, that's, it, it is a bit. Weird. It's unusual. Yeah. It's, but it's mind you, Jason said his father met his mother when she was 16 and he was 25, and they're married yeah, 50 and years. It, and it happens. Yeah. And I, I have friends. Less so nowadays. Yeah. I have friends who had a, a large age gap, and it happens. Don't get me wrong, but. The other side of things is, it's, you know, you say she's 17, it's a little bit creepy, and then you say she's got the, the cognitive age of 14. So, now, given given the guy the benefit of the doubt, I'm sure she hasn't volunteered that to him. Um, I, You know, I'm, I'm sure she's she's not telling him that she has autism or anything of, of that such. It would be so hard, hard to hide that. Hard to hide, but she probably hasn't told him. And your man's probably there thinking to himself, eh, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just messaging some girl here, it's crap. But you know, it's it's a case that um, but she's met him. She's met him twice as well. She met him twice. Yeah. Well, you know, I I I I would just I say would find that, it hard to believe he doesn't realise or doesn't know. Uh, could, could, could be blissful ignorance, now. Maybe. Maybe. Wilf, willful ignorance. Willful ignorance. ignorance. Maybe. Okay. Willful ignorance. I wouldn't say blissful, but willful ignorance. Yeah. Mm. You know, he could be. He, he could just be ignoring the fact because. It suits him to ignore the fact. But, um, yeah, I, I, I would say, Niall, any 25-year-old who's who's chasing after 17-year-olds, you'd probably, want to, you'd probably want to have a look in the mirror and say, well, uh, what, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? Would you end, would you Would you bring that relationship to an end, if you could? Um, I, I, look, Niall, I don't know the full circumstances, but mm. in, in, my ca- in my case, I, I if... <laughs> If I was if I was your man's friend and I was I was looking at what was going on, I'd be like, mate, what are you doing here? She's seventeen, you know. How many yeah. how many lads how many lads have gotten trouble uh, even recently in the courts because a girl has lied about her age or you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was only one in the courts the other day. Exactly. But the and the famous inverted commas entertainer. I think everybody knows yeah. who it is at this stage, by the way. But I can't, I'm not allowed to name him. The famous entertainer it, was found not guilty, by the way. If, if but if she's if she's under eighteen, any any girl is under eighteen, and a guy in in his twenties has taken that risk, it's a big risk to be taken. Oh yeah. As as, as if if I was his friend, I'd be going, "What are you doing? Are you sure you're doing the right thing here, buddy?" 
Well, she's over the age of consent, legally. Over the age of, con- over the age of consent, Now, but, you know, you work in nightclubs. I know, you know, I know. And I did say that Steve wouldn't agree earlier on, but I did say that. I do believe there's something a little bit creepy about it. Mm. You know, and, and I agree with some of the people on Facebook. I don't agree with all of them that he's some sort of paedophile or something like that. Maybe he's oh not. no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you need to string the guy up or anything. No. Um, I do think, I do think the mother maybe should have a chat and say, look, this is the situation. Just so you're aware, she has a cognitive age of fourteen. Mm. It's, you and know, she, she wanna... yeah, she's diagnosed with autism. Yeah, she's autistic and has a cognitive age of fourteen. And you need Are to respect you, her. You need to respect her, and you need to be—you need to be fully aware of the decisions that you make and the impact that they might have. Stay there. Let me go to Bernie as well. Bernie, hi. How are you doing? I'm fine now. Like like the man ahead of me, I I agree that if it was a, a normal a person without cognitive problems, and the, your 17 year old daughter arrived to the door with a 25 year old, you would be very suspicious. You know, you would be scared. Mm. Um, it isn't. I mean, I'm, there's always been arranged marriages back in the day. You know, but yeah. it was different. But yeah. I, if I was that mother, I'd be, first of all, getting his number and I'd go down to his house and just, it's my daughter, I'm protecting her, what are you at? Yeah. Um, you know, and the other side was, he might have autism himself, we don't know. Well, I think the mother seems to be a good judge, because obviously she lives with a daughter with autism, so she said, judging from the texts back and forward, because she went through all the texts on her phone, she said he doesn't seem to be on the spectrum. So I, I okay, gather. Well, I'd be down at the front door. I'm sorry. I, if I'm her mother, I'm down at the front door, um, and I want to look him straight in the eye and see what is he at. Mm. He could be innocent. Might not know. There is gullible lads out there who seem to think that you know, oh, she liked me, but that mother is her chap, her guide. That's her mother, and I wouldn't let anyone. If I could avoid it, I would go down to the front door and just meet him and have a chat. Mm. Not down, you know, with a. A couple of guns and a you know a couple of security men. I'm I want to meet the man. I want to see what he's like. I want to see what his intentions are. I want it's my daughter. I'm protecting her. So would it be a no for you? Yes. And, you know, and, I, I, and I agree with you. And but the only thing I will agree with Steve and what he said earlier on was, is that you can't protect her forever, and she is entitled to have a relationship. And I say this to all of you. It's you know what I mean. You can and and her cognitive age may never change. She, she could always have for the rest of her life the maturity of a thirteen year old, because that's just the way autism works. So that may never change. Her physical maturity will change, but obviously her mental maturity, her cognitive age won't change. So what do you do? You can't deny somebody the opportunity to have a relationship and to feel like they're in love or whatever it is, you know, or yeah, indeed but, sex. Yeah, and and, it, and like I have a brother who's mentally and physically handicapped. And he's in his fifties, and and women come up to him now. He is, you know, and they do try it on with him. He's completely innocent, but there's, you know, it's awful sad to think he can't walk down Henry Street some days because somebody come up and approach him and try to kiss him. He's completely innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and why why are they doing to, why are they doing that to him? That's bizarre. It is bizarre, but they think that you know you know they, a ter- terrible thing. They come up to him and say, "I'm going to have a baby with you." Like the poor lad is fifty in his fifties. He's completely innocent. He's walking down Henry Street or O'Connell Street. He does a little bit of shop and he goes home. Has he ever been in a and relationship, by the way? Has he ever been in a relationship? He, he, he told he was going to marry so many people over the years, you know. <laughs> and he was going to marry them. He was going to have babies with them. And, you know, we sat down with him. And like he's quite he's quite bright that way. And he'd say, you know, can you turn on the kettle? Well, no, not today, I can't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, how would you mind a baby? Do you know? And... Uh, and 
he'd go, well, I could, I could. And in my heart, I'd love, I wish he could have a baby. I wish he was able to do all that, but he can't. So it's up to me uh, to protect him. And, and this is the other thing, you know, Billy, when you look at, say, a long-term relationship with this young girl, I mean, she may never be in a position where she could, say, raise a child, for example, or, you know what I mean? No, I mean, I'm no. not, I'm, please, I have a sister who's also down, and they all wanted to have babies, and, you know, they're all, they, they have the conversations, it's very open now with those children who have had special care and needs over the years. They came from the area where they were put in homes and all those things years ago. They're now living independently, and it's, I'm so happy that this has all changed. However, you still have to protect them. You know, yeah, sorry, Billy, go ahead. There, and I completely agree. There does need to be a level of, of protection there for people who are maybe never going to cognitively, cognitively mature to an adult level. You know, there needs to be a level of of protection there for them, and there needs to be uh, guarantees from the state that they will be able to to live the most normal lives as possible. But you know, it, it, it those those protections need to be brought in. Um, in in this case. Credit to the mother. I, I know she probably views looking at her daughter's phone as a bit of an invasion of privacy, but she didn't do it out of malice or anything of the such. And her concerns here are concerns for her daughter's safety and well-being. See, there, somebody did actually send a, in a text in relation to looking at the daughter's phone and said you wouldn't look at any other seventeen-year-old's phone. Why did you look at your daughter's? You'd no right to do that. But I, I don't believe. Well, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, that a 17-year-old with autism has the same right to that privacy because you have a responsibility and a duty to them. But you have to protect, you're, you're, you're her protector, you're her, you're her life. Like, you, mm. ha, you have to set up, and you know, you're not doing it out of malice, or as you say, you're doing it out of, you know, you want to protect her. Mm. There's so many and, awful things out there. And you want and to, the, you can't, we, we have to, can't protect our children from everything. We try our best, we really do. But in this case, I don't think there's anything wrong with the mother looking at her daughter's phone. I really don't. Yeah, sorry, I mean, sorry, Billy. What are you going to say remember, there? Finally, let's remember in in the UK, um, you know, grooming gangs have gone after people with intellectual disabilities. They've used them as drug mules and traffickers. You know, it, it it is it is a fact of life that this can happen. So her mother checking her phone, even in this case, as was accidentally, I'd be going like, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. She's only trying to, you know, she was only looking out for her daughter's best interests. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Billy and Bernie. I appreciate you coming on the show today. And thank you to Tony and everybody else who got involved in the show. Loads of texts, by the way, coming in. Somebody says, do people with autism not deserve a normal life as possible? Uh, what most people are suggesting unknowingly to themselves is segregation. Who are we to deny anyone love as it comes in all forms? Uh, we deny your child. Why deny your child the best? And if that happens to be someone who is not on the spectrum, so be it. Somebody else says, no, there's nothing worse than a guy taking advantage of a young girl, particularly a young girl who's on the spectrum. I think this is disgusting. The guy should be locked up. Another person says it all depends on the maturity level of the person. Some people on the spectrum are actually more mature. Does the autism even come into it? Or is it just a mother not wanting her seven-year-old to date a man in his mid-twenties, says Debbie. Uh, Claire says, I wouldn't be encouraging this in any way. Yeah. 17-year-old girl, mid-twenties male, doesn't sound right to me, says Le- uh, Leona. Uh, whether or not the spectrum wouldn't sit well with me. Uh, more or less, I, I'll be honest with you, most people on Facebook disagree with us. Most people on the show agree with us. Just goes to show you, you can never predict what people are going to say. Uh, but the one thing I will say is that we all have a personal responsibility and a duty. Although we want to do our best to afford equal rights to a child who has autism, and it is a child under 18 years of age, 
particularly if they have a cognitive age, as the mother says, of a 13-year-old, you still want to give them equal rights. You want them to be able to do the things that everybody else do. But unfortunately, they can't do the things that everybody else does. There are a lot of times where they just can't. In some things, they will certainly do better because many people in this world with autism have done extremely well and have been very successful. But you as a parent are the one who understands your child most. And you as a parent are the one who has to make that decision. Personally speaking, a 25-year-old with a 17-year-old girl with autism, that would raise a red flag to me. Unless, of course, as somebody mentioned, the 25-year-old also had an intellectual disability and they were like-minded. Well, then that could be workable or doable, as they say. If it was a 17-year-old with a girl with a boy who was 16 years of age and she had an intellectual disability, that you could work with because he would be a little bit less mature than her anyway. But you have to be careful. We do live in a better world, and Bernie is right, when it comes to people with disabilities. There was many, many years ago when people had intellectual disabilities or indeed any type of disability were locked away from the world, segregated from the world, had to live a different type of life. But now we do our best to integrate everybody and to help everybody get on in this world. But there are limits to that, and the limits are common sense. As a parent, you know your child, and you know if your child has been taken advantage of. That's all I'll say on it. Anyway, thank you to everybody who got involved in the show today. Don't forget, by the way, our podcast is available at about an hour's time. As soon as we finish the podcast, we pop it up online in about an hour's time. You can listen to it live or you can listen to it, to say, for free on all the usual platforms on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, and on our website, nileboylan.com. If you want to watch the video, when we have the interviews, of course, more so than just when we're doing the talks, uh, if you want to watch the videos, you can go to the website, nileboylan.com, and you have to subscribe. It's the price of a pint of beer. I want to thank everybody, by the way, everybody who has subscribed so far. Um, but we do need more. Obviously, this costs money. We're not getting paid. There's three of us who do this, who work on this every single day. We don't get money. And I promise you that, in case people don't believe me. I promise you, we don't get paid. I have a full-time job working in radio. If it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be able to do this. So, and the other two people also have full-time jobs too. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do this. So please help us to continue to provide this platform every single day for you to have an opinion, be it in a news item, which we'll probably be doing tomorrow, or a social item. We like to mix them up a little bit. Social dilemmas, news, a little bit of everything. Tomorrow, as far as I know, we're going to be talking about sex education in schools in the USPHE because it's back in the news again. And whether you as a parent are happy for your children to learn about genders, transsexuals, transgenders, and whether you believe that should be part of the sex education in schools. And let us know. You can send us a text or a WhatsApp at 85 We'll be doing that tomorrow. Um, so we do cover news stories and we also cover, uh, we'll be talking about COVID during the week as well because they're now blaming, or not COVID, climate change, because they're now blaming climate change on excess deaths. Um, anyway, enough of that. Um, please help support us to continue to do this, to give you a voice, an uncensored voice. In this world of censorship, we need uncensored voices. And that's why this podcast is here. We have a lot more freedom than we have on radio. We don't have to have the same balance if we don't want to. If we don't have the balance, we don't have the balance. We don't demand the balance. We demand your opinions. That's all we demand. So please support us. Go to the website, nileboylan.com. The price of a cup of coffee, the price of a pint of beer per month. That's all it is. And every single day, those who register for a subscription plan online, we will pick one person and we will send them one of our Nile Boylan podcast smug mugs. And uh, they will be available, by the way, to everybody who subscribes very soon. 
uh, once we get them at the right price. But for the moment, we will pick one randomly every single day and send them one of those mugs. So until tomorrow at 12, don't forget to support us and have a great day. Thank you. The multi-award winning Niall The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 